Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Jesus' name. Psalm 139 and verse 14. Let's start at verse 13. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. That's pretty far back. Some of us, that's ancient. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Amen. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Has anybody ever said that about yourself? Amen. We don't begin to understand how great of a creation that we are until we start understanding the intricacies of life and the body. Amen. And how complex all that is. And that comes from our Creator. Amen. How many know that when we begin to understand how fearfully and wonderfully we are made, it should give us a a new reverence, a newfound reverence for our God. Somebody say amen. Amen. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee. When I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect or incomplete. And in thy book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God, or thy plans for me, O God. What is he saying there? Even when I wasn't even formed yet, there was a book that God had that was written about me, for me, and that I would be created according to what was already written in the book. Amen. That's that's why I don't believe in abortion. I don't believe in... In, in supporting abortion or those that support abortion. And I know that might be people under the sound of my voice that have made mistakes and maybe have, have committed that act and God can forgive you and you can move forward and be healed of that. But this speaks of the plan and the purpose of God for each individual. Amen. I want you to elbow your neighbor and tell you you have a purpose in God. Amen. Tell them you're not a mistake. God didn't mess up when he made you. Come on. Amen. Your parents didn't make a mistake and conceive you. God's got a purpose in your life before you were even formed in your mother's womb. Somebody say amen. All right. I'm going to read Colossians 1.16. For by him, somebody say by him, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, 
all things, all things, all things, all things, all things were created by him and for him. Whoo, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Jeremiah 1 and 5. This is my last scripture, and then I'm going to let you sit down. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I know you've been staying in a while. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. He formed, he sanctified, and he ordained. Come on, somebody say it. He formed, he sanctified, and he ordained Jeremiah a prophet unto the nations. Amen. I want to preach to you on this subject this morning. Finding your purpose in God. Finding your purpose in God. Luke, if you'll go get my bucket of tools. Oh, he's got it. Why don't we lift our hands to the Lord and just ask him to speak to us this morning. God, we're thankful, Lord, for your presence. Lord, we're thankful, God, for, for, for what we feel in the house of the Lord today. God, we're thankful for every person, Lord, that's come to your house today, uh, maybe needing something or, 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 or having a desire for something in their life that's failing, Lord. I pray, God, that you would meet every need in this house today. I pray that you would move like only you can. I pray that you would say what only you can. I pray that you would move by the power of your spirit, that you would lift us up into the supernatural, into the spirit of God that we could see what you see that we could know what you know we could understand what you understand we could find that purpose that we were created for in you God that we might have the hope and the faith to continue and to move forward in you and God will give you all the praise all the honor and all the glory for all that you accomplish in Jesus name clap your hands one more time and give him praise in the house Praise the Lord. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. I preached uh, along these lines a couple of months ago. I don't, I don't, I'm not real sure what the date was or how, how many months, uh, but it's been some time ago and um, the Lord wouldn't leave me alone about it this week. And I, I, I asked him for something else, but he didn't respond with anything else. So uh, I've learned over the years um, that he knows better than I do and, and uh, that it's my job to be obedient. And uh, if he says do it, do it. Amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say purpose. What is purpose? Have you ever asked yourself the question, what is the purpose of my life? What, what, what's the, what, is the, what is the purpose? What's the, what's the point? 
what is all this about? Amen. Is everybody, I remember back when I was uh, running wild and doing what I wanted to do when I was young and, and living the life that I thought that, that I was purposed to live. Some people think that purpose is finding their own way. Come on. Uh, they think purpose is finding um, their niche in the world where they can make money. Somebody say amen. How many know that uh, our, our, our life is, doesn't consist of all the things that we possess, Jesus said. But our life is more than meat and our body more than raiment. Amen. It's more, uh, our life means more than just uh, what you can see on the outside. Amen. There's more to you than meets the eye. Amen. There, there's more to me than the job that I work and the house that I live in and the car that I drive. Somebody say amen. Some of us, man judges people on the outward appearance. Amen. We judge people by what we see. That's how we're made. But how many know that God doesn't necessarily judge us by what he sees on the outside? But God has the ability to look beyond our outside, our exterior, our appearance, or what's going on in our circumstance. And he has the ability to look to the very heart of the matter. Amen. He has the ability to determine the thoughts of our hearts and the intents and the motivations for our decision making. Come on. God has the ability to look at the very root of who we are, the very foundation of our being. For the, my Bible tells me that when I was being formed in my mother's womb, David's talking, when I was being formed in the secret places, in the dark places where nobody else can see, when I was being made by, by hands that nobody could see and by powers that nobody could access, that God was there and he had his hands on on it the whole time. In fact, it says that he formed me in my mother's womb. That means that he put his hands on me and he structured me with pressure and with squeezing and made me what I was supposed to be. Amen. Don't you dare look in the mirror and think that you're ugly and criticize yourself and beat yourself down because you're not like someone else. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made by the hands of the creator. Amen. And not only were you made uh, and made to look a certain way, but you were set apart. Amen. Jer uh, Jeremiah said, I was, I was formed in my mother's womb. Before I was formed, he knew me. Amen. That tells me that there was a plan in mind. That before I was even conceived in my mother's womb, that he had something written in his book about me. Come on. He had something written in his plan, his eternal plan purpose about my life and what it would consist of and what my purpose would be. I don't know about you, but that makes me happy to know that I was in the plan of God before I was even formed. How many know that he declares the ending from the beginning? He knew you before you were formed. There was a plan in mind. Amen. He didn't get his hands on and say, oh, let me see how crazy I can make this one. I, 
Let's see how big I can make this one. Let's see how different I can. That, that's not the way it was. There was a plan before he even started. How many know that before you start a job, you got to have a plan in mind? Amen. God works according to structure. How many know there's a plan in order? Amen. And it's our responsibility to live a life in order under the plan and the purpose of the God. If you're not in order, you're out of order. Amen. Somebody say amen. All right, I got a bucket of tools here. Can I slow down for a minute? Does anybody know what this is? Has anybody never used one of these? Okay. It's a hammer with a pink handle. Is that pink? Looks pink to me. It's, uh, it's coral. <laughs> Maybe I'm colorblind. I don't know, but it looks, it looks coral to me. How many think it looks coral to you? Raise your hand, please. And you're just sitting there. I'm by myself up here. Amen. This hammer was made for a certain purpose. Right? And before they made the hammer, they had a, an engineering and, and probably research and development team that, that researched the hammers and to find out what the best way and cheapest way, come on somebody, to make this hammer, to make it profitable to sell. Amen. What is this hammer for? It's for hammering. Amen. It's made to hammer stuff. Man, this is the thing you use when you get mad at what you're working on. Is that right? Is that right, Mike? Where's that hammer at? Hey, you can fix anything with a hammer and duct tape. <laughs> Amen. When you get mad at it, you beat on it. Amen. You, uh, this is for hammering nails. This is for... Uh, uh, putting things in place that need to be hammered into place. This is for, there's an apparatus on the end of it, just a nail puller. It's a, it, you, can, you can pull nails with it. Amen. Somebody say amen. That's a handy tool, isn't it? Amen. I got all kinds of stuff in my bucket. Anybody know what this is? What is it? Pliers. It's a form of pliers. It's vice grips. This is the most valuable tool in your toolbox. Mine, anyway. Because I have a bad habit of using the wrong size sockets. Anybody know what I mean? It calls for metric, and you use the standard size socket, and it's a little bit loose. You know what I'm talking about. I see you nodding your head. And, and you round the bolt off. The nut, round the nut off, and, and vice grips are your best friend because you can, you can clamp it on there, tighten it down. Has anybody never seen vice grips? You've seen them before. Amen. Lock them on there, and you can turn. It gives you a better opportunity to turn that nut off. Amen. It's a form of a plier, but it grips and it tightens down, and you can clamp it down and turn. Amen. It's a... 
how many know that this was created in the place of a plier? At some point, somebody saw that the pliers weren't enough. Because when you get a plier and you, and you try to put pressure on it, how many know you can only have so much pressure for a certain amount of time, and then your hands start slipping and giving? But you can tighten this down and just squeeze it one hard time, and it keeps that pressure on there. And now you have that pressure applied constantly, and you can use the turn. Amen. What a great creation. How many know these were created? Amen. This is not a hammer. Luke, don't use my vice grips for a hammer, right? Uh, but when you can't find your hammer, what do you do? <laughs> you reach for the whatever's got a blunt end that you can hit that thing with. Come on, how many know there's work okay for a hammer? It's not what they're made for. But if you use it for something it wasn't created for, how many know it'll damage it? know what this is? It's not just a screwdriver. It's a Phillips. You go tell your son to get you a screwdriver, he's probably going to bring you back a flathead. Amen. But they don't really use flathead too much anymore for, for much. Amen. Now it's, it's not just the, 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 the Phillips, it's the torque head. Man, those are nice. Somebody's ever been trying to, to get a screw out, and you can't put the pressure on it like you want, and the, 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 the end of the Phillips is too big, and it, what's it do to the screw? It rounds it out, right? This is a flathead for flathead screws. This is a Phillips for Phillips screws. These were created for specific purposes. Man, that's a little dude. That's for little screws. This is not a pry bar. I know you've done it, Mike. I know you have. Randy, you try to use your, your screwdriver for a pry bar. Can't find your pry bar anywhere. You grabbed your flathead screwdriver. But the screwdriver wasn't made to pry things. Amen. The, 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 the metal... The, <laughs> know that it wasn't made to pry stuff how many know if you start prying stuff with your phillips screwdriver you're gonna break it amen because it wasn't created for that purpose it was created to take out screws somebody say it's made to take out screws elbow your neighbor and tell him it's not a pry bar ethan that's not a pry bar luke boys Amen. Need, needle nose pliers. I'm telling you, when you got to get in someplace tight and those, those big pliers won't work and you can grab a hold of these needle nose and you can squeeze in there and get a hold of that and, and, and work it, those were fashioned because there was a problem, there was a flaw with the regular plier. And so they developed a needle nose plier so that it could be more, de de more defined of what the use could be for. These are almost impossible to use as a regular 
plier because they slip off. They don't have the bite that a regular plier does. But if you have a tight spot that you need to get in, you didn't know you was going to learn about tools this morning, did you? <laughs> you, you? You get in there with your needle-nose pliers. These are made for a specific purpose. Amen. They are made for a specific purpose. All right, let's get away from the, those tools. Anybody know what this is? This replaced this. Come on, men. Be honest. You can't find a can opener. You're hungry. You got the flat head and the hammer. right there. I'm going to get that open. Amen. This is a, this is a, man, I wish I would have thought of this. I bet this guy's rich. Amen. He developed a tool that can open a can, just slick as, just clamp it on there and turn it, cranks it all the way around and opens up a can. That's a can opener. That's, that's its specific use. It can't be used for anything else. It's, it's, it's purpose to be, it was made. When the, when the maker or the creator of this had a plan, he had it in plan to be made to open cans. Amen. This, this piece, this tool was made specifically to open cans. You can't try to, you can try to use it for what you want to use it for, but it will not work. Come on. It'll damage the can opener. Somebody say it'll damage it. You know what this is? Hold on a minute. Let's let's go back to that. You know what this is? That's a spoon. This is not this. What happens, Luke, when you get in frozen ice cream with a spoon? You're like, oh. Good thing, good thing he had his safety glasses on. Amen. It kept him from getting his eye poked out. I might have to go to the emergency room. I got a little scrape there. What happens when you use it to try to scoop ice cream? You bend it, you know? And whenever I do that and I can't find the ice cream scoop and I, I try to use the spoon, I bend the spoon, I hurry up and bend it back before Becca sees You know what I'm talking about. Get the get the hammer out and put it on the counter. Try to flatten it out. This is an ice cream scoop. This is made to scoop ice cream. It's very slick. Amen. It's it's thick around the middle so you can't bend it. It's 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 fashioned here so it can slide right through the ice cream and make them big round scoops and put it on top of that. Man, I'm hungry. That's a great tool. Somebody say that's a great tool. Yeah. He knows what that is. That's a pizza cutter. Amen. That's another great invention. Man, you can pull that pizza out. It's hot and crunchy. 
Anybody ever try to do it with a knife? What happens? You pull all the cheese and the toppings off. You're, you're, try, you're trying to make a cutting motion, and while you're cutting it, you're dragging all the cheese and the pepperoni, and then you're trying to pull it off. It burning your hands. Amen. This is a great creation. Somebody thought of that. Amen. They had that in mind when they made it. What else is that good for? Okay, it's not a pizza cutter. It's a noodle cutter. Amen. But its ideal use is cutting pizza. Amen. And when you don't have one of those, what's it do to your life? <laughs> it makes your life a little harder in some way, right? The, having the right tools makes life convenient. Have you ever tried to do a job with the wrong tools? Having the right tool is everything. Amen. How many know they make a tool for everything now these days? Amen. You have, uh, what's this? It's a fork. Is anybody bored? That's a fork. All right, good. I'm going to preach to you in a minute. Amen. This is a, this is a fork. This was made to eat with. Amen. You, you have the ability to stab with it. Amen. You can, you can stuff that you need to poke to pick up. Uh, you stab. Uh, the, uh, a while back, I was trying to eat a salad, and all I had was a spoon. I forgot to get a fork before I left for work, and stopped in one of the delis there on on my route, and I had all they had was plastic spoons, and so I tried to eat a salad with a spoon. Might as well use my hands. I should have just washed them up real good and just. Just started stuffing my face because you pick it up with a spoon and it just falls off. And I remember I was, kept trying to get a tomato. One of them little cherry tomatoes. I kept trying to pick it up with a spoon and I couldn't get it. And it kept, I, every time I'd get it close to my mouth, it'd fall off back in the bowl. And I got down to my last tomato and I was like, and it fell. Well, later on in the day, I found it in my pocket. Right here. And I was like, well, that's what happens when you eat salad with a spoon. And I went. Amen. Mid-afternoon snack. Amen. You would have done it too. Don't laugh at me. All of you, you would have done it. Amen. You got to have the right tools. You, you got to have what's been fashioned for that purpose. Amen. The world is filled with creations that have been fashioned for specific purposes. How many know that we were made in the image and the likeness of God? Amen. That we within ourselves are innovative and creative because our creator has placed that within us. And he's placed the ability on us to create things and to develop things and to invent things that are needed that make life more convenient 
convenient and life easier and jobs easier because we are made in the likeness and the image of our God. And he, in the very base of his character, is a creator. The whole plan is in him. He is the plan. He is the fulfillment of the plan. And how many know that he allowed us to be a part of that plan? Somebody say amen. Amen. But every one of these tools through years and years of innovation, from years of development, years of, of trial and error, trying something and failing and developing it again, they have gotten fashion to be the, as good as they can be up until this point. Amen. How many know that when you, you get one of those torque bits and you stick it in that screw and that thing locks on and runs that screw in, I was running them in the other day and I was like, man, this is the greatest invention to this point. Amen. I love those torque bits because somebody had failed with the, with the flathead. They had failed with the screwdriver with the Phillips and they moved on to something that had a greater efficiency and something that would hold on just a little bit tighter. And I want to tell you today, God has made us to develop and to innovate and to create. Don't you dare say that you're not creative. You are exactly the way that God made you to be and there's a purpose for your life. Amen. A while back, I said, I'm just not a creative person. And the Lord checked me. And he said, I'm creative. And I put my spirit within you. And if I'm operating in your life, you're creative. And you're going to develop and create what I've placed in you. You're going to develop what I've put in you to develop. And you're going to become what I've called you to be. Somebody say amen. But through years and years of development, research, and trial and error, they have developed tools that will fit the specific job. But how many knows that when our creator began to think about us, when we, before we were even formed in our, in, our, in our mother's womb, before we were even conceived from uh, the union of our father and our mother, that God had a plan about our lives. But it's not something that he had to work out down through time and through years of research and development because his wisdom is infinite wisdom. His wisdom is beyond error. It is flawless. So when he creates something, he said he created the heavens and the earth and it was all good. But when he created man, it was very good. And when you look up that word good, it means completely functional and able to fit exactly what he was created it to do. I want to tell you today that you are exactly what God has created you to be. You are formed and made in the image and the likeness of your Father in heaven. You are valuable to Him and you have a purpose. Somebody say, I have a purpose. Amen. As David was, was contemplating his existence and the complexity of his life, he began to uh, he, he began to uh, put words on paper. He began to say, "I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made." 
amen, the, the intricacies of my formation in my mother's womb, all the things that had to go right in order for me to be born, all the things that had to be in order for me to come out of my mother's womb alive, all of the hormones, all of the, uh, the, the, the things that are operating in the blood of the mother, all of the, uh, the connections between the mother and the child, all of the things that have to go right in conception and development of a child in order for us to be born and to breathe the breath of life is an absolute miracle. It is a miracle for every child that's born on this earth. I look at every person under the sound of my voice and I tell you this morning that you are a miracle from God. The fact that you have breath and you're still alive is an absolute miracle. That's why the, 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 the writer of Ecclesiastes says, great is his faithfulness. His mercies are renewed every morning. His compassions fail not. I could have been destroyed. I could have, been, uh, I, I could have gotten sick and died of disease. I could have been killed in a car wreck. I could have been uh, killed from a fall when I was a kid. A lot of things could have happened to me, but the hand of the Lord was upon me. His mercy and his goodness are following me all the days of my life. How many can testify today and say that if it hadn't been for the hand of the Lord, we would not be here today. Amen. I was made in the likeness of God. Not only was I made in the likeness of God, but he formed, he formed us. He had a plan in mind. He formed us according to his plan and his purpose. Amen. The word formed, if you look it up in the Strongs, it means to mold in a specific form, especially as a potter. According to a predetermined, preordained plan or purpose. Amen. When, when these tools were made, there was a blueprint that was put in order first. Amen. And everything was made according to the blueprint. Somebody say amen. How many know that God's got a blueprint on your life? Certified by the spirit of the living God and by the authority of his word was fashioned by his hands with a predetermined plan and a purpose. I want to tell you the reason you're here today, it's not because you chose to be here. It's because it was ordained of God. The reason you're alive today is because God formed you and gave you life and gave you mercy to live. Amen. Jeremiah said he formed before I was even formed. He knew me. Amen. And he sanctified me. Okay. Before he was even born. When we talk about sanctification, we talk about a cleansing. Right? But the word sanctification at its root means set apart. It means to be to, to be set aside or set apart for a specific use of a specific person. Amen. That his life was not just happenstance. His life was, was not just a, uh, an accident. It was not just a mistake. But it was, it was, it was sanctified. It was set apart. 
Amen. Uh, I wasn't born on this earth so I could just uh, stumble my way through life trying to find the answers that will make me happy, trying to find karma or trying to find some way to fulfill my life. I was born into this earth for a specific reason. I was born for him. He made me for him. He made you for him, for his purpose and for his, his plan. And you you were set apart. You were set aside for a specific use. Somebody say amen. Anytime you use something that's been made for a specific use, when you use it for something that it's not purposed for, it's called misuse. And anything that's misused, it's called abused. Amen. Anytime you misuse something, you're abusing that thing. You're using it for something it was not meant to be used for. Amen. Whenever you try to, when you try to, uh, you try to use this for, to, 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 to demolition and you try to pry up boards or tear down roofs, this, this handle was not fashioned to hold too much weight. It'll pull a nail, but it will not pull down a wall. Amen. You'll break this hammer in half. How many know that they make crowbars and pry bars for that? That screwdriver is not made to pry stuff. You'll break it in half. When you use something that's not for, when it's not for a specific thing and you use it for that, you are misusing that thing. You are abusing that thing and it will ultimately destroy it or it will damage that tool. I want to tell you if you've been using your life to try to benefit you, you've been using your life to try to do what you want to do and to honor yourself and just to make money or just to find pleasure or just to try to have fun you are misusing yourself for something that it was not meant to be used for. You weren't formed in your mother's womb for addiction you weren't formed for alcoholism. You weren't formed in your mother's womb for illicit sex and just pleasure. You weren't formed to fall in love with riches and the things of this life. But you were formed for Jesus Christ and for the purpose of his kingdom. And in that, and in that only will you find total and complete satisfaction. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Amen. We keep trying to use ourselves for things that we are not purposed to be used for. And it does damage. How many know it does physical damage? You know, when we take part in fornication, that you're sinning against your own body. Because that's not what you were made for. What is fornication? It's having sex before marriage. Come on, it's uncleanness. It's adultery. It's, 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 it's sexual behavior that's deviant. It's, it's, it's dark. It's, it's not, it's not in the, within the covenant, the, the parameters of a covenant of marriage. Come on, and promise. But, but sex was meant to be used in between a husband and a wife in the form of a covenant between the two that these two could become one flesh. That 
I'm going to dedicate my life to live for her. And she dedicates her life to live for me. I'm living for her and she's living for me. And my, my, my purpose is no longer just myself. It's her. Amen. And her purpose is not to make herself happy, but to make me happy. And we come together in a sexual union and we generate children. And they're formed out of a bond of marriage, out of a bond of covenant, and out of a bond of love. And anything outside of that is perverted and it's sin. And if you commit such acts, you're sinning against yourself. You're destroying your own body. Amen. And you're going to damage yourself, not just physically, but emotionally. You know, when you have, I don't know why I'm talking about this. I didn't plan on talking about sex. But when you have, have a sexual relations with somebody, that you actually connect with them spiritually. And the spirit that's on them, amen, it's transferred. This is no joke, amen. This is anything that God has instituted, the devil perverts, amen. And I want to tell you today that when you, if you join yourself to somebody, uh, you, every, everybody that they have joined themselves to, they, they are joining those people to you. Come on, you, you're going you're gonna to leave that union carrying around what they carried. And every person that they were with, they're carrying what they carried. And it's multiplied upon you. But the only way out from underneath of it is the blood of Jesus. Christ and the blood of Christ has the power to cleanse you from all sin but I want to tell you you need to leave this place today with a newfound revelation I'll go will go and sin no more come on come on go and sin no more it's tight but it's right amen you're sanctified Amen. You're set apart. That means there is a specific purpose for your life. Amen. It is in Jesus Christ. You have been born and made and fashioned to fit a specific purpose and a specific calling. You are set apart. It's not up to me to decide where I'm going to go, what I'm going to be, and what I'm going to use to pleasure my life. Uh, yeah, I can make those choices. I can make those decisions. But ultimately, if I do it according to my plan and my will, it will bring damage to my life. The only way that I'm going to be truly happy. The only way that I'm going to be truly fulfilled in this life is to find my place in God and to find that purpose and that reason that I was set apart for. Amen. I take this serious. I'm not, I don't belong to this world. I don't belong to the things of this world. I don't belong to entertainment. I don't belong to illicit sex and drugs. I belong to my maker, my creator, the Lord Jesus Christ. I am in his hands, set aside for his purpose and for his use. Amen. Somebody say amen. I am ordained. Jeremiah said, I am ordained. The Lord told him, you're ordained to be a prophet to the nations. Before you were even formed, before your parents saw you when you came out of the womb, before any of that happened, you it was already on you. The word ordain means to set on. Amen. To, to, to have something set on you, to, to, to be 
to have purpose setting on your life. Amen. There's people that walk into this church, and the moment that I come into contact with them, I can feel the purpose. Amen. Somebody say amen. Because whether or not you've used yourself to bring glory to God up until this point uh, uh, doesn't really matter in the eyes of God. Amen. Because whether his purpose is upon your life and there might be damage to your life, there might be things that have happened because of decisions that you've made and you stumbled into this house today unaware of, of the purpose that's on your life and unaware of a creator that loves you and has a plan for your life. But he sent me here today to tell you that before you were even formed, he had a purpose for your life. And he ordained it to take place. Amen. He ordained it to happen. Somebody say amen. Jeremiah was struggling with the place God had placed him in. He didn't want to be what God said he was. He didn't want to go do what God told him to do. Amen. He, he, there was, he, was, he was formed. He was set apart. Purpose was upon his life. But ultimately... He could decide for himself, I'm not going to go that direction. I'm going to go to this direction. In the 18th chapter of the book of Jeremiah, he tells Jeremiah, I want you to, I want you to get up. I want you to go down to the potter's house. The potter is making a work on the wheel. He went down to the potter's house, and as he's watching the potter, Work on this vessel. The potter has got his hands on the vessel. And how many know he's got a plan in mind? As he's placing his hands on the vessel, he's got a purpose in mind of what he's making that vessel. And he puts, whenever he wants to change the shape or the form, he puts a little bit of pressure with his fingers. And just a little bit of pressure will change the form of the vessel. Amen. I just want to tell you this morning, if you're feeling pressure in your life, there's an area of your life that you're not conforming to the will of God. And he will not release the pressure until you do what he's asking you to do. Amen. When the hands of the potter are on your life, he's got a plan. He won't allow us to, to, to go and to be. If, we, if, we, if, he, if he allows us to go and be what we want to be and not apply pressure to our lives, we will ultimately become something that he didn't purpose for us to be. And it, it will ultimately destroy our lives. But as he's working this vessel on the wheel, it collapsed. Amen. It just as he's as he's working it, it just it just becomes a big ball of clay. Amen. It's just a it's just a lump. How <laughs> I many know a lump don't have any definition? A lump don't have any purpose. In fact, unless that lump of clay has a plan for it and allows the hands of the potter upon it. It's meaningless. If, if you come here this morning, man, I've wrestled with it all week long. Uh, a spirit of, of meaninglessness, a, a spirit of hopelessness that, 
uh, followed me around all week. I could feel the despair and the darkness of it. Amen. Uh, of, of, of a life that's meaningless. That the, what is the point of all this? Why, why do I even get up in the morning? Why, 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 why do I even go about the day? Why, why am I even taking in air? Why, what is the point of all this? Why, why am I going to work? Why, do I, why, why does all of this exist? I don't understand it. And the darkness that comes along with a meaningless life or a life that hasn't allowed the hands of the potter to get upon it. Amen. But how many know that the Lord said that Israel has been marred in the hands of the potter because they refuse to become what I want them to be. Anytime we refuse to become what God has purposed for us to be, we will be marred in the hands of the potter. There will be a collapse in our life. There will be something that fails that our whole life crashes before our eyes and all of a sudden we're confronted with a meaningless existence. But I want to tell you today that the Lord said, I will make it again. You might feel like that you're meaningless. You might feel like you don't have any purpose. But God said, I'll make it again. I'll put it on the wheel again. I'll apply the purpose again. I'll apply the water. I'll apply the spirit. I'll begin to work my plan out because I love you and I got a plan for your life. Is Am I preaching to anybody this morning? Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Oh. Amen. His life was, the, the, the clay was marred in the hands of the potter. <laughs> I still got my, my pockets sealed. Ain't no tomatoes falling in that pocket. Amen. It's a. It's, it's a marred existence. It don't mean anything. There's no definition to it. It's just a big lump of clay. Without the mercy and the compassion of God, that's all it will ever be. Amen. But that's not what that clay was made for. That clay was made to become something. Amen. And God's got the plan in mind. He already knows it. He's got the purpose in mind. Unless we allow, place our life in his hands and allow him to put his hands on us and begin to mold us and make us, this is all it will ever be. Come on. It will never be any more than that. You can get a doctorate degree. You can go to school and become a doctor. You can become a lawyer. You can, you can get all the education that money can buy. You can have a corporation that's worth millions and billions of dollars. But if you don't have the hands of the potter on your life, you're nothing but a lump of clay because you weren't made for that. You were made for him. Amen. And I believe the Lord was telling Jeremiah, I formed you, I, I sanctified you, I set you apart, I placed my purpose upon your life, and you're going to decide whether or not you want to follow my will. You're going to decide whether or not you want to speak my words, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a word to speak, I'm going to give you a plan and a purpose, and you're going to go forth and fulfill the plan of God for your life, because that is what you were purposed to do. I'm preaching. 
preaching to somebody this morning. You got up out of bed this morning. You didn't know why you were living. You didn't know why you were taking an air. You didn't know why you still existed. You shouldn't be here. You should have died of overdose. You should have died of a tragedy. But God has preserved you and ordained you for this moment, for this purpose, so that I can tell you he's got a plan for your life. Come on, you're not a mistake. Come on, you're, you're, you're not nothing. You're something in the hands of God. And today is the day that you place it in his hands. Why don't we stand all around the building and lift our hands to the Lord and call on the name of the Lord right now. Come on, lift your hands. Every person in the building, close your eyes. And just you and him, I want you to dedicate your life to him. I'm yours, Lord. I'm set apart. I, I want to see myself the way you see me. Come on. Call the name of the Lord right now. Come on, church, pray. Come on, church. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Ha. You can come to the music. All things were created by him and for him. Anytime that we misuse ourselves or use ourselves or anything other than the purpose and the plan of God, it causes damage to our lives. I got a lot of broken tools laying around my workshop. To try to use them for things they weren't purposed to be used for. And I broke them. And I laid them on the shelf and deemed them unusable. There's a lot of people in this city in this county, that are in this building today even, that you've used yourself for things that you weren't purposed to be used for. And you're marred in the hands of the potter. You don't think you're in his hands. But just because the clay was marred doesn't mean that he threw it away. Come on. How many know that the, the, the clay was marred in his hands? He didn't take it and discard it. He kept a hold of it. Amen. Because his plan was still unfulfilled. His purpose was still unfulfilled. And it wasn't his will to throw away that clay or to let that clay be deemed worthless but it was his desire to make it 
again. Mm. I don't know what's broken in your life. I don't know where you've been, what you've done. I don't know. I don't know the details. But this I know. That your life is not over. And because you've made mistakes and you've failed, doesn't mean that God has deemed you unused or unworthy to be used. He will make it again. Somebody say, he'll make it again. Amen. Why don't we lift our hands to the Lord for just a moment, just begin to pray. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. The hand, the hand of the Lord is in this place. It's here to heal you. The hand of the Lord is here to restore you. To bring healing to your life. To bring restoration to your world. Amen. It's not over. Your life is just beginning. Come on, somebody needs to hear that this morning. Your life is not over. It's just beginning. Amen. It hasn't even begun yet. Amen. Let, let the Lord place his hands on you this morning and begin to mold you and make you what he has called you and ordained you to be and set you apart to be. If God be for Amen. me, who can be against me? Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. God is with me. Yes. Whom shall I fear? If no one knows me, still his heart adores me. Yes, yes, yes. I am safe. I am loved. I am here. Upon his hands are not hands of judgment. If God be his hands are hands of mercy. And hands who of love. Can be Come on, his hands are not hands of destruction towards you. But they are hands of healing and reparation and restoration. Come on, you might feel broken this morning today. But God can heal you. I open these altars this morning. Still if you want to crawl to this altar and find your purpose, if you want to come to this altar, come with your hands lifted and say, Lord, I've, uh, up until this point, I've tried to do things uh, with my life that I wanted to do. But today, I'm, I'm making a change. I'm turning around. I'm turning toward you. I'm going to place my life in your hands. I'm going to place my will in your hands, God. I've tried it my way, but now I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to place my hand, my, my life in your hands hands. I feel like I'm just a big lump of clay. I feel like my life is worthless and meaningless. God, I need your purpose to fill me. I need your purpose to rest upon me. Come on. It's in this building today. I need your purpose to fall upon me, Lord. In the name of Jesus, you're not just a lost person. You are one of his children. He's calling for you. He's got a plan for your life. He's got direction for your, he's got an end result for your life and destination for your life. I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, 
to give you an expected end for you to end up exactly where he has purposed for you to be. Come on. For you to fulfill the plan that he purposed and wrote about you before you were even born in your mother's womb. Come on. Does anybody want to submit to that plan today? Come on. Does anybody want to submit to the will of God today? It's not his will to destroy you. It's not his desire to see your life destroyed marred and meaningless and without definition. It's his desire to see you fulfilled. It's his desire to see you healed. It's his desire to see you become all that he has purposed and all that he has planned. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon.